Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'd like to share the message this morning that will change your life forever if you can practice what you learned today. I really love this sermon and I try to practice it myself. It's very practical. How many people want to rule and reign in life? How many people want to live victoriously? Okay. So we need to learn how to walk in a victorious way to rule and reign in life. Romans chapter 5, verse 17. For if by the one man's offense, Adam offended God, he sinned against God. Death reigned through the one. Through Adam, death has dominion and authority in the world. That's why we see sickness, broken relationship, cancer, poverty, killing, murder, earthquake. We see all the suffering in this world because death is reigning on the earth due to man's sin. Much more. Those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one, capital O, Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for your word. Today, we want to learn another principle, how to rule and reign in this life from your word, from the scriptures. We thank you, Father. May your Holy Spirit be our teacher, our guide, our comforter, our counselor today. May your Holy Spirit speak to the heart of everybody in this room in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. When you read the book of Genesis, you will find out that when God created Adam and Eve, He gave them dominion to rule and reign in their life. As long as they have good relationship with God, they follow God. They submit themselves unto the Lord, authority. They could rule and reign and have dominion in the world. But unfortunately, Adam and Eve nailed their knees to the devil. The devil, Satan, comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. So when they nail their knee or listen to the devil, they transfer the authority and dominion to the hands of the devil. And since then, the devil has brought death or destruction or stealing into humanity. That's why the Bible says, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. How can you reign over or have authority over the devil if you keep yielding to him? You cannot reign over somebody that you yield to. Is that correct? So that's why we need to submit to God, fear God, and resist the devil, and he will not be able to reign. He will not be able to bring death, destruction, sickness, and disease, and poverty, and problem into your life. We need to submit to God and resist the devil. And we all are believers here in this room. Most of us are believers. We put our life in the hand of the Lord Jesus Christ, then we receive the righteousness of God 
and we become righteous not because of our own righteousness, but because of the righteousness of God. Because we know now that we are righteous, we don't need to walk in condemnation any longer. Do you know that condemnation brings fear and timidity, bring the feeling of uncertainty? When you feel that you are condemned or you are not perfect or God doesn't love you, you have no gut to stand up and say to the devil or to the sickness and disease and fever or problem in your life and say, you must go away in the name of Jesus because you have condemnation on the inside of you. That's why we need to be sure that we are righteous by the righteousness of God. And we can rule and reign. Many Christians in the world on this planet don't even have the clue that they can command fever to go away from their kids. They don't have any clue. They don't have any understanding that they can command demons to come out from their life and to command sickness and problem to come out from their life. They don't get any knowledge or understanding. They are destroyed due to the lack of knowledge. But we need to look at the example of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus is the best example to us. When he was walking on earth, he was not walking as God, even though he was God. Because he took away all the glory when he came into the world. When he was born from Mary, he did not perform miracle right away. He was born as a man. And as a man, he was ruling and reigning in his life on earth for three years. After he was anointed by the Holy Spirit, he was able to command fever to go away. He commanded sickness to go away. He commanded the wind to stop. And he was able to talk to the tree, and the tree listened to him. He talks to demons, and demons have to listen to him. In the book of John, chapter 11, 43 to 44, Now when he had said this thing, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he who had died came out, bowed hand and foot with grave clothes. And his face was wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to them, Loose him and let him go. Jesus was not doing this thing as God, but he was doing this thing as man. He was able to command sickness and command the situation to change because he was anointed by the Holy Spirit and he was a man of faith. And he said in the Bible that if you believe in me, listen carefully. If you believe in me, how many people believe in Jesus in this room? This scripture is not for only the pastor or preacher. He said, if you believe in me, the work that I do, you shall do also. And greater works than this, you shall do. So you can rule and reign like Jesus in this life. The problem is that we don't know this fact. We don't know this truth. And we don't have that faith to be able to rule and reign. In Acts chapter 1, verse 1, the former account I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach. Everyone say, began. Everyone says, beginning. Jesus said on the cross, it is finished. What does it mean, it is finished? It means that he has paid the price for man's sin that no other man can do. No one in the world can shed the blood in order to pay the price of the sin of 
all humanity except Jesus Christ. So the work of redemption was finished on the cross, but other works have not finished yet. The Bible says that He just began to do the teaching, the preaching, the casting out of demons, the healings, and the making disciple. Two thousand years ago, He began to do that for three years, and then after that, the Book of Acts talked about the continuation of the work of Jesus. If you read about Paul and Peter, another disciple and apostle. In the book of Acts, you will see that they continue the work that Jesus did. They continue to heal the sick, cast out demon, healing, preaching, and making disciple and building the church. And now, we are the body of Christ. We are the hand, the nose, the eyes, and the feet of Jesus. Jesus continues to do the same work through His body, the church. So the book of Acts is not finished yet. The book of Acts is being written right now through all of us. I don't know what chapter, maybe chapter hundred, right now. But we are part of writing the book of Acts. Continue to do the work of Jesus, the work that He did. We shall do also the work of preaching, teaching, healing, deliverance, and making disciple. All of us. Can rule and reign in this life, and do the same thing Jesus did two thousand years ago. How many people believe that? The devil lied to the church for a long time. Oh, what Jesus did two thousand years ago is done deal. There is no apostle today. There is no healing today. There is no more deliverance, and all the miracles are done deal two thousand years ago. Today we just wait for Jesus to come back. No, we are still writing the book of Acts. Amen? Amen. How many people believe that God would do the work that He did two thousand years ago through you? How many people believe that? Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I'm going to read the scripture from the book of Job about how to rule and reign. But before I read that, a lot of people misunderstand about the life of Job. There is a slang in America. People say, "You are poor as Job's turkey." You are very poor because they think that Job was very poor. Job lost everything, but do you know that at the end of his life, Job ended up being a millionaire. In Job chapter forty-two, verses ten to seventeen, I want this scripture to be mine. At the end, and the Lord restored Job's losses when he prayed for his friends. Indeed, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Then all his brothers. All his sisters and all those who had been his acquaintances before came to him and ate food with him in his house, and they consoled him and comforted him for all the adversity that the Lord has brought upon him. Each one gave him a piece of silver, and each a ring of gold. Now the Lord, listen carefully, blessed the latter days of Job more than his beginning. Is our God the God of restoration? Whatever happened in the past in your life, maybe you have a messy marriage, you have bad financial situation, you have bad problem in your life, sickness and disease, but you can have a latter days. The latter days of Job, put your name in there. More than his beginning, 
for he had fourteen thousand sheep, six thousand camels, one thousand yoke of oxen, and one thousand female donkeys. He also had seven sons and three daughters, and he called the name of the first Jemima, the name of the second Kezia, and the name of the third Karen Hapu. In all the land were found no women so beautiful as the daughters of Job. And their father gave them an inheritance among their brothers. After this, Job lived one hundred and forty years, and saw his children and grandchildren for four generations. Oh, how many people want to see that? See your children, grandchildren, great grandchildren for four generations. So Job died old and full of days. Wow, that is for us. Amen. And what is the secret that Job got twice as much as he had before? What is the secret that he has such a beautiful daughters? What is the secret that he was so rich and he was so successful and full of days and live a long life, not dying too soon? What is the secret? He said in Job chapter twenty-two, twenty-one to twenty-eight. This is the secret that he told us. In the scripture, how to rule and reign, living a long life, overcoming problems in life. Now acquaint yourself with Him. You need to have a personal relationship with God. You need to really know Him and have relationship with Him. Be at peace. Don't make God upset with you. That's why this morning when I say you walk into the building, don't come in with a casual attitude. Honor God. Make peace with him. Thereby, good will come to you. How many people want good to come to you? I want good to come to you. I don't want bad to come to me. Receive, please, instruction from his mouth, and lay up his words in your heart. When you listen to the teaching, when you read the Bible, carefully receive instruction from him. Don't be casual about the word of God. Really take serious about the word of God. If you return to the Almighty. You will be built up. You will remove iniquity far from your tent, so you don't want to sin against God. Then you will lay your gold in the dust, and the gold of offer among the stones of the brooks. Yes, the Almighty will be your gold. He will bless you, and your precious silver. For then you will have your delight in the Almighty and lift up your face to God. You will make your prayer to Him. He will hear you. So when you pray, God hears and He listens to you and He answers you, and you will pay your vows. This is the scripture that I want to talk about today. You will also declare a thing, and it will be established for you. So light will shine on your ways. So when you have such a great relationship with God, you don't play with sin. You love God. You want to serve God. You walk in relationship with Him. The Bible say in the New Testament, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. But Job use another word. He say another way. He say, you will declare a thing. You will decree. In King James Version, say, you will decree a thing. You will say something, and it will be established for you. Is this the word of God? The word of God 
is God speaking to us. When you read the Word of God, you have two choices. The first choice is like Mary, the mother of Jesus. This is what Mary said in Luke chapter 1, verse 38. Then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. Everyone say, let it be to me according to your word. The book of Job is the word of God. So if you declare a thing, it will be established to you. Let your word be done in my life. Let it be fulfilled in my life. But another option, another choice, when you hear the word, you say, well, we will see. But you just never know it's going to happen or not. If you say like that, you have an attitude of doubt, and doubt aggravates God. Doubt makes God unhappy. If you want to please God, you need to have faith. So when you read the scripture, you will also declare a thing and it will be established for you. You need to say, yes and amen. The word of God will be fulfilled in my life. It shall happen. Amen? amen. That is the way to please the Lord, is to believe in what he say. Now we're talking about ruling and reigning. Let me read Revelation chapter 5, verse 10. And have made us kings. Who made us king? God. Have made us kings and priests to our God. And we shall reign on the earth. We shall reign on the earth as kings. Ecclesiastes chapter 8, verses 4 to 5. Where the word of a king is, there is power. And who may say to him, what are you doing? How do we rule and reign in life? By our words. By what we say. If a king wants to build a house, what does he do? He looks for a hammer. Does he look for a saw, a plywood? Does he look for any Instrument to build a house? No. When a king wants to build a house, he just look at his servant and say, build a house. And then the, all the servants will run around and build a house for him in three months and it's done. How a king rules? By his word. You and I can reign in this life as kings by our words. Therefore, Today, we're going to talk about our words, our speech, what we say from our mouth. Therefore, our words are very vital and important. How we talk, how we say things, our words are important. And if we believe in what the Bible says, if we declare a thing, we decree, we speak a thing, it will be established for us as kings ruling and reigning on this earth. Let's look at God. How does God operate? Have you ever seen God put his hand up and do something and build something? How does God create the heavens and the earth? How does God work? He is the king of all kings. God operates by speaking. Is that right? He just speaks and something happened. That is how he operates. God really see the value of His words. His words are precious to Him. Amen? 
The Bible says in the book of Psalm chapter 138 verse 2, I will worship toward your holy temple and praise your name for your loving kindness and your truth. For you, listen carefully. For you have magnified your word above all your name. Wow, you know in the Hebrew culture, you cannot say anything against the word of God. You're in trouble. But God say, I have magnified or exalted my words above my name, and He magnified His words so much that His word became. Flesh, Jesus is the Word of God in the flesh. So we need to understand that our God operates by His words. Amen. He operates by His word. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3. By faith, we understand that the worlds, mean the universe, were framed by the Word of God. God. Created the universe by His spoken word. This is the way God operates. He wants to do something. He saw it beforehand. That's going to happen, and then He, by faith, He spoke out and released the word, and it released and happened. That's how God works. Have faith, see it, spoke it, and it happened. So that's how God works, and we are God's children. We were created in the image of God, in the likeness of God. If God operates that way, we operate that way. We need to be careful with what we say. We operate by our words. Amen. The enemy know this truth, and the enemy hates faith-filled spoken words. Therefore, he works over time. To lie to the church. Oh, don't care about what you say from your mouth. It's okay. Your mouth is an organ under your nose that you can express your feeling. You can express what you think in your heart. You just say it. Don't worry about it. He lies to the 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 church for a long time that we can say, "Yeah, I'm broke. I'm sick. I'm poor. It's okay. Oh, the weather is bad." You say whatever you think in your heart from your mouth, and that's why people get into trouble. Because the power is in the word. Many Christians in the church today pay very little attention to what they say. Oh, you know, pastor, talking just just a way to express myself. I have a tongue so I can speak. Whatever I think in my heart, I just speak it out. I don't care what God says. Can you imagine if God speak lightly and carelessly like that? One day He looked from heaven and He kind of upset with you, and He say, "These people will never make it. They're so foolish. You know what's going to happen to us? We're going to be foolish, and we'll never make it." But God is very careful with what He say every sentence, because whatever He say shall happen. Thank God, God is not like some mother and father in this house. When you see some kids playing some toy and get naughty, and you say, "You will never make it, son," then you talk bad to your kids already. You you say bad word to your kids. Don't do that. Don't speak curses into your kids, because you declare it; it shall happen. Amen. 
The truth is, many problems in our life originate from the organ that is below our nose, just below our nose. And the answer of many problems in life is under the nose as well. Here, we call lips, mouth, and tongues. Amen. Now we're going to look at what the New Testament say about our words, our speech. James chapter three, verse two. For we all stumble in many ways. In other words, we all fail and fall and make mistakes in many ways. If anyone does not stumble or fall or make mistake in word, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle the whole body. How many people agree that we all fail and make mistake? Raise your hand up. But the Bible says, if we can control our tongue. We can control our whole body. What is the key to maturity? What is the key to overcoming some bad habits, addictions? What is the key to controlling our body not to sin against God? What is the key to reaching the spiritual goal of life? What is the key to victory? Controlling your tongues. If you can control your tongue, what you say, you will be perfect, and you will be victorious. That's how a king rule and reign by his tongue. In this world, people are going downstream in the area of speech. If you go to an office and you just start speaking negative, you say, "Oh, life is miserable." Oh, I'm sick. People will not be surprised. They will say, "Oh, I agree with you," because everyone is negative. But if you begin to go upstream against the trend of the world, you say, "I'm strong. The Lord is with me. I will make it. I will pay off my debt. I will be healthy and strong." You speak faith. You speak victory. People look at you like, "Ooh, he's strange." But you know you're going to have great testimony. You can be a blessing to many people because you speak victory to yourself. Instead of going downstream, you're going upstream. If you can control your tongue, you can control the whole body. Amen. Look at the Bible again, verses three to eight, James chapter three, verses three to eight. Indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths. That they may obey us, and we turn their whole body. You put bits in the mouth of the horse. You can turn the whole body. Look also at chips, although they are so large and are driven by fierce winds. They are turned by a very small rudder, wherever the pilot desires. Even so, the tongue is a little member, and boasts great things. See how great a forest a little fire kindles, and the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is set among our members that it defies the whole body, and sets on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire by hell. For every kind of beast and bird, of reptile and creature of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by mankind, but No man 
can tame the tongue. It is an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. The Bible says, "No man can tame the tongue. The only person that can tame your tongue is the Holy Spirit." That's why our church love to lay hand on people and impart the Spirit of God upon people, because then the Holy Spirit can help you to tame your tongue. If you can control your tongue, you can control the whole body. Amen. You cannot control your own tongue. Believe me. Only God can control your tongue for you. That's why we need the file of God. So, according to this scripture, now we're going to come to the practical point and finish the sermon. The practical point: we learn that we can rule and reign. God wants us to be kings. God gave dominion to Adam and Eve, and through Jesus Christ, we can get that authority back and rule and reign. And as king, we rule and reign by what we say, and what we say impacts our life. The Bible in the book of James say that the tongue is like a steering wheel. If you are driving a car 90 miles per hour on the freeway south, and suddenly you think, "I want to change direction to north. I want to go higher, not south," and you keep crying, 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 "I want to go north. Pray for me. Turn on the radio. Worshiping God." Praying in tongue, interceding for me, and you keep crying, praying for me, but you keep driving 90 miles an hour south, and keep your steering wheel that way. Is your car going north? What do you need to do in order to get out of south to north? What do you need to do with the steering wheel? Number one, you need to stop the car. Or not stop or slow down and turn the steering wheel, and eventually the car will go the right direction. What you wish. Some Christian, God, bless me. I'm poor. I'm broke. God, no one love me. No one care about me. Please help me. And you keep speaking like that. I'm broke. And God look from heaven. You still hold the steering wheel down south. Stop praying like that. Just keep just speaking. Stop talking negative about yourself. But turn the steering wheel to go north. Amen. Our mouth, our tongue is the steering wheel. If we keep speaking negative, we're gonna keep going south. The same thing. If you want to turn the horse, you need to turn the bit on. Its mouth, and it would turn the whole horse. That's why the Bible talk a lot about calling and speaking. Even that's how God work. You remember Abraham? He was very old. He could not have a baby. He had a first baby named Ishmael by the work of the flesh. Because of that work of the flesh, God held off for many years until he was very old. And he could not have baby anymore, so that the son that will come out later on, named Isaac, will be the son of the spirit, not of the flesh. And this is how God worked with Abraham, the man who was unable to have a, a baby anymore, cannot produce anymore. This is how he worked. Romans chapter four verse seventeen. As it is written, "I have made you, mean Abraham, a father of many nations, in the presence of him whom he believed, God, who gives life to the dead 
and calls. Everyone say calls. Is that speaking? Calls. God calls those things which do not exist as though they did. Everyone say with me. I call those things that do not exist as though they did. Wow. Speaking. You speak the unseen thing into the reality. Materializes by speaking. How do you turn the direction of a boat? How do you turn a boat? You grab a rudder. Is that right? A rudder. It's rudder. And you turn the rudder. How fast it will turn depends on many factors. How strong the wind is. How big the boat is. How fast the boat is going. Or this factor. But eventually, if you hold the rudder at the right position long enough, the boat will turn to the right direction. Is that right? But if it does not happen in five minutes and you let go, what happened? It will go back to the old direction. This is the practical point about using your lips and your tongue. You need to keep holding the rudder. You need to keep holding your steering wheel. You need to keep holding your tongue at the right direction. It may not happen in one night. It may not happen in five days. It may not happen in one year because you are in a mess. So it takes longer to turn around. But if you keep speaking the right thing, holding the rudder in the right direction, holding the steering wheel in the right direction, eventually your word will take you to the place where you want to be. So from now on, don't say, I am sick, I'm broke, I'm getting worse. But begin to say, I'm coming out. My God shall supply all of my needs according to His glorious riches. You must turn your mouth around, not speaking negative things. Don't head to the wrong direction. Don't say, oh, I have too many bills to pay. But you say, I'm coming out from debt. In Jesus' name, I'm a giver. Eventually, the financial situation will change. I call every bill paid. I call every sickness healed. I call every problem resolved in the name of Jesus. Say like King David say in Psalm 37 verse 25, I have been young and now am old. Yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his descendants baking bread. Everyone say, I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his descendants baking bread. I'm coming out from financial problem. I'm coming out from sickness. I'm strong. I'm wise. I'm good looking. I'm smart. No Alzheimer. I have good memory. I will live a long life. I'm not going to die young. Amen. You need to keep saying like that. Amen. <laughs> 
if you hold your words in the right direction long enough. This is a problem with many Christians. They listen to this sermon today, Sunday. They keep speaking positive word for a couple of days, and they notice that it doesn't work in couple of days. Then they change back to say negative again. No, hold it. Keep speaking positive. It doesn't matter how long it is. Keep speaking positive to yourself and to your family, to your situation. Because positive words work positively for you. Look at other scripture in the Bible, and I will finish today. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 2. I'm going to read from NIV, New King James Version, and New Living Translation. A fool finds no pressure in understanding, but delights in airing his own opinions. A fool, New King James Version, has no delight in understanding, but in expressing his own heart. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 2, New Living Translation. Fools have no interest in understanding. They only want to air their own opinions. For example, in your heart, you think, oh, the economy is bad. I'm sick. Oh, my family is going to break down. So whatever in your heart, a fool will say it out. Oh, I'm broke. I'm in trouble. My family is going to break down. Economy getting worse, getting worse, getting worse. I will never come out of my debt. You keep speaking like that from your heart, you are a fool. Look at verse 7. A fool's mouth is his destruction, and his lips are the snare of his soul. A foolish person speaks negative things all the time and causes destruction to himself. Verse 20. A man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. From the produce of his lips, he shall be filled. How are you going to be filled and satisfied? By what you talk. Amen? How many of you talk like this? No one love me. No one care for me. No one is loyal to me. Nobody give me anything. Nobody love me and care for me. I'm very poor. I have no opportunity. I have no education. I'm in the worst position in my life. My dad is in trouble. My mom is in trouble. They don't love me. I'm just a woman. I'm just an Asian. I speak with accent. I have black hair, not brown hair. I have a small nose. I'm nothing. I'm uneducated. I'm very poor. I'm nothing. No one cares for me anymore. If you keep saying that, you're going to be like that. But you need to change the way you speak. Again, never put your eyes, let me tell you the truth. Never put your eyes on any individual. Put your eyes on God. But Start to speak. People love me. People will give me. People will give me opportunity. I'm going to get a good job. I will do well. People will support me. And you know, when you keep speaking like that, God will start working on somebody's heart to give to you and show love to you. Everyone say, people love me. God love me. People care for me. I give. 
and they give to me. I have a lot of opportunities. No matter what the world says, I will be above. I will not be at the bottom. I will be the head. I'm not the tail. I'm blessed by the Creator of the earth. No man can come against me. All the days of my life, everywhere I go, there is victory. I have found great favor with God and with man. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. People love me. People show mercy to me. My boss will give me a raise. Amen. Keep speaking like that. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. <laughs> where do we go from here? We will go to where our words take us. Amen. How many people promise that from now on, you will hold your tongue in the right direction? Raise your hand up. How many people say that you will not speak negative about yourself anymore? How many people will speak only the word of blessing to yourself, to your kids, to your wife, to your friend in the church? Raise your hand up. How many people gonna hold the rudder in the right direction all the days of your life? Okay, husband in this room, not the husband to be yet. The husband in this room turned to your wife and said, "You are beautiful. You're beautiful." <laughs> Turn to each other and say, "You will live a long life." Amen. How many people have debt in this room? Debt. Raise your hand up. Have debt. Okay. Everyone say, "I'm coming out from debt. All bills paid." Amen. Hallelujah. Again, not what you see, but what you believe. Call those things that do not exist as though they did. You don't see it yet now that the debt is paid off overnight, but if you call it, call it, call it, it will happen. Amen. During the meantime, have a relationship with God. Commit your life to serve God. Be a giver. Love God. Be faithful in the local church. Live your life to submit to God. If you submit to God, you can resist the devil. And whatever you say, he has to listen to you. He will take his hand away from your finances, from your bank account, and the angels of the Lord will flow and bring the good things to you, because you are speaking the right thing. You're moving the hand of God by speaking positive words by faith, calling those things that do not exist as though they were. They were not they are. They were in the past. Already happened, but you will see it later on. Amen. The Bible did not say they are, but they were. 
So you believe that it's already happened, you call it to happen. Amen. Point to your mouth. My mouth. From now on, the Holy Spirit will tame it, and I can control the whole body. Mouth. From now on, don't speak negative. Don't speak cursing. But only blessings. In Jesus' name, Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. <laughs> Ooh, hallelujah! <laughs> If you are not Christian in this room, you are not a believer, believing in Jesus. Or if you think you are, but you are not sure, you may grow up in a church, but you never have relationship with Jesus Christ. We are not talking about having a religion called Christianity. We are talking about having relationship with Jesus Christ, following God, serving God. If you are not, I like to encourage you to do that. Give your life to Jesus. He came into this world 2,000 years ago to die for our sin. He paid for our sin, and if we invite Him to come in and accept that sacrifice, our sins are forgiven. Then we have the gift of righteousness, and have the abundance of grace. We will not only go to heaven one day, but we begin to become a child of God. And live a victorious life, Amen. God is on our side. How many people want to make sure that you are a child of God? Raise your hand up. How many people want to be a child of God? If you are not a child of God, raise your hand up. Raise your hand up. You want to be born again Christian? Anyone in this room want to be a born again Christian? Raise your hand. Keep your hand up, and pray with me. Pray with me, Father in heaven. I give my life to you. I was a sinner, but today I become righteous by the blood of Jesus Christ. I receive the forgiveness of sin from Jesus Christ, Lord Jesus. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart. That you are my Lord and Savior. I give my life to you. I'm born again today. I become a child of God. In Jesus' name, Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. To them all gathered in your name, I lift to you this new praise song. All the wrongs I have ever done have been washed away by Your only Son. Bring me Your tired. You said, bring me Your weak. Bring me Your hungry masses. We seek Your.
Yeah.